What have the last couple of months been like for you? It's interesting how you ask that question, or what happens when you ask a question a different way. At the other masses, I asked people, how are you? And everyone said, good. And I was like, I'm not sure. <laughs> so I tried to change the question a little bit. I think I was leading the witness. It's good to see you. It's been quite a couple of months. And I think that uh, when God was just in the Trinity at the beginning of time, he envisioned this moment. And when they planned the lectionary, he also envisioned this moment and today that we would be coming back to Mass on the Feast of Corpus Christi. And he picked these readings just for you. He says to the Israelites, during your time in the desert, during all your journeying, I directed you. Now, the Israelites had a similar problem to 21st century New Yorkers, which is that they thought everything was in their control. And every time anything went well, they were positive that it was because of their own effort. Tough and strong. It's funny how we do this, isn't it? When things go well, we are sure that it is our responsibility. And when things don't go well, God must have abandoned us. Taking responsibility is important. And what God wants to remind the Israelites is that our effort is important. God needs our cooperation and our action. But it's just that. It's cooperation working together. And the sign God gives the Israelites of his presence with them, of the fact that he is working and moving and making things fruitful, perhaps even more than they are, is what it says in the next line. I afflicted you with hunger and then fed you with manna. How many Catholics over the last couple of months have felt afflicted with hunger by not being able to receive the Eucharist? We're continuing to stream Mass because many of our brothers and sisters still can't join us. But today, he wants to feed us with manna, with the bread from heaven, his body and blood in the Eucharist. Last Sunday, we celebrated the Feast of the Most Holy Trinity. That is the mystery that is at the heart of everything, of our Christian faith, of our Christian life, but also of the whole universe. And the mystery we celebrate today, the mystery of the Eucharist, is not even, I don't want to say it's the second greatest mystery after that, it's also a mystery that flows from the Trinity. And I think it can be really easy to take the gift of the Eucharist for granted. 
while people have been away from Mass for the last three months, I got to celebrate Mass every day. And it's a little bit of an odd experience celebrating Mass in a church with just an iPhone and a camera in the back. There's no people. But it's also a beautiful thing in a certain way because God is present to us no matter what. There was a day when I was con-celebrating and sitting over there and Father Patterson was celebrating Mass and it was just the two of us. Uh, and I had my eyes closed during Mass and just these images of people I knew who couldn't receive the Eucharist at that time kept coming to my mind. And I think Father Patterson and I felt often like it's really our responsibility to pray for and to bring to the Eucharist people who couldn't be here physically. Maybe just a little bit about what's helpful when we're receiving communion. Uh, there are two different ways we can receive communion. I made an announcement about that at the beginning of Mass, uh, just on your tongue or in your hands. Um, but both of those things exist. What we do outwardly exists to foster an environment inside of us where we can receive the Eucharist reverently. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. I've distributed communion in New York and Chicago and California and in Madison Square Garden. And um, people are pretty consistent um, in how they receive communion. But I've seen this funny thing that happens sometimes uh, where like, people, instead of putting their hands out like this, sort of they get these pinchers, these prongs that come at you from nowhere and <laughs> sort of swipe the, way, the Lord away from you. I have to admit, I have given communion in, in all of those different places. I have only ever seen that in Troy. <laughs> so if you're going to receive communion in your hand, it's fine just to create a throne with your hand. That's a good way to think about it. The Eucharist goes in your palm, and you can take it with the other hand. Um, the Lord must really love us if he's giving us the Eucharist. To give your body to another person's body is a really tender and a, a marital thing. He must like us a lot. It's, in a certain way, a radical affirmation of who we are. I think it's news, the Eucharist, that a lot of people my age and older and younger need to hear. If God is giving his body to our body, my body must be okay the way it is. He's not demanding it to change any way. And so many of us have grown up with this assumption that in some way our bodies aren't right the way they are. That they're not lovable. But God loves them. And it's also a deep challenge. Because who of us has ever lived or loved as unselfishly as God does in the Eucharist without any kind of limit? We're loving with no expectation of any payback. Jesus, for months, 
has been aching to feed us with the Eucharist. And as hard as it's been for many of us, it's been in a way, I think, harder for him. Because giving us the Eucharist is sort of what he does best and what he loves most. And so we give thanks today that we get to gather and return on this feast of his body and his blood. We pray for our brothers and sisters and we are joined in a real and concrete, not just invisible way, with our brothers and sisters who can't be with us. And we ask for open hearts to receive the gift of the Eucharist, Jesus' body and blood, by which he says to us, Welcome, 